0: what is up y'all of course your boy is back for another episode you guys know what that means and of course i know what that means it is time to talk about some sports so without further ado let's get right into it first off if you guys are new to this podcast this is where i talk about basketball and football sometimes sometimes i talk about other sports but mainly i talk about basketball and football and that's just because i grew up watching those sports i grew up playing those sports and those sports have a special place in my heart So if I'm just gonna sit here and talk about other sports like soccer and baseball, I only played t-ball growing up I know every kid really every kid plays soccer growing up, but I stopped playing at like six years old So I don't really have that much to say about the sport And for boxing ufc I do watch it, but I do watch I only watch boxing ufc when it's When there's big card lineups i'm not that in tune with the sport I'm, not that connected with the sport. So I don't know the big names I don't know any of the low names not necessarily low names, but not the names that are well well known i don't know i don't know them i only know i I barely know the well-known names like i'm just not that connected to the boxing or ufc community but i do enjoy a good matchup a good card lineup because i enjoy brutal sports i love football i grew up playing it i don't love violence but it's pretty damn entertaining when people are just going at it for the sake of winning like i just love The concept of winning and achieving greatness so that's why i love those sports and it's it just brings like a gladiator like mindset out of every everyone who watches those sports is like a mongrel gladiator mindset when you're watching you just like yeah i just want to see blood and fools tearing each other up and just going at it because that's entertaining that that just sounded so sus whatever all everything i just said said just did not sound right But I just enjoy pure gladiator sports like that. But when it comes to basketball, that's obviously not a gladiator sport. It's more of like a artistic sport. Maybe like in the '70s and '80s, it was more gladiator-like and more aggressive with the '80s Bulls. I mean, not '80s Bulls, '80s Pistons, and the '90s Bulls and the '80s Celtics. But now the NBA is very uh, graceful. It has gotten a little more aggressive and intense. Uh, this this last year because of the new rule changes. And personally, I'm excited about that because it's, it's reminding me of uh, early 2000s and mid-2000s basketball. Even though that basketball was not as aggressive and intense and like bully ball, like early, uh, I mean, late 90s and late 80s basketball, it was still pretty intense compared to basketball played in the last five years. So I'm kind of happy that basketball is leaning towards more, letting people get fouled and score and games that don't go to like 150 games that go to like 90 or 100 and it's just a very solid defensive game because i love the game i love to see the game played at both ends personally so with all that rambling out of the way let's get into the topic and topics of today's podcast and that is just how covid has affected the nba which has brought players from the g league back into the league former players that we haven't seen in a while back into the league which is really dope to see in my opinion because i've been watching basketball my whole life so seeing these guys come back is just (laughs) my voice just crack right there seeing these guys come back is so surreal lance stevenson brandon knight greg Monroe. personally i didn't even know greg Monroe left the league so i'm happy to see him back in the league putting up buckets actually being a very solid contributor to the Minnesota Timberwolves so let's get into those players and their contributions so far and the players that have gotten signed to teams so first off I already mentioned his name Greg Monroe signed with the Minnesota Timberwolves I think last week he had a very solid game his first game he had 12 points nine rebounds and six assists and he's still with the team as we currently speak I grew up watching Greg Monroe I'm not gonna say Greg Monroe was this amazing all-star talent but he's a very solid role player and starter in some instances for nba teams i remember watching him on the pistons on the raptors on the bucks he was just always a very solid player so i'm happy to see him back in the nba on an nba squad so most likely the timberwolves will extend his contract to the end of the season and i hope they do that i hope they do so uh next up next player brandon knight he signed with the dallas mavericks and brandon knight has been balling for the dallas mavericks i believe he's had two 18 point games he's hitting the three he's taking it to the rack he's playing solid defense and the thing with brandon knight is he's been kind of ridiculed by the league for being at the end of a lot of dunks uh being crossed over missing layups But if you actually watch Bro play, he's a very solid basketball player. I know 2K doesn't really say a lot, but in 2K, he was always uh, rated like an 80 overall. So that just goes to show. And he never averaged like under like 10. He was always averaging over like 12 points per game. A very solid contributor to your team. Could shoot the three, could take it to the rack. But social media just destroyed this guy's career. It's funny. If he played about 10, 15, 20 years ago. He would have probably never left the league because he's a very solid player. He's a very solid contributor. But social media really messed up this guy's career for about two to three years because he is in the league right now playing very solid, meaningful minutes for the Dallas Mavericks. Next up, Lance Stevenson. Now I'm happy to talk about this one because I love Lance Stevenson. I don't know who doesn't love watching this man play. He's born ready. He was born ready to play this game. Every time he steps on the floor, it's entertainment. I loved when he was on the Lakers playing their guitar. Obviously, we all fell in love with his game when he was on the Indiana Pacers dropping triple doubles. It's funny, before Russell Westbrook was averaging triple doubles and doing all that, Lance Stevenson was one of the first guys to bring the triple double back into the modern era. He would have like five triple doubles in a year, five to six triple doubles in a year, and that was crazy back then in like 2013 to 2015. He was getting like 12, 15 points, 12 points, 15 rebounds, 12 assists type games for a winning Pacers team that would win over 50 games and did get to the Eastern Conference Finals, played against LeBron. We all know about the infamous video of Lance Stevenson blowing in LeBron's ear. (laughs) So even at the ESPYs that year, Drake, I think went to go and blow into Lance Stevenson's ear, which was pretty damn weird. But it's funny that Lance Stevenson did that. And it's and it's great that Bro's back into the league. At first he was signed to the Atlanta Hawks. He didn't play that well, but he played well enough to get him signed to the team, which he made his name on, which I was just talking about, the Indiana Pacers. And he did play solid a couple of nights ago. He had six points, one rebound and three assists. And the buckets he was getting to get those to make those shots, they were some clean buckets. He looked like old Lance. His shot release point looked different. It was way higher than it was before. So Hopefully, Lance stays with the Pacers or stays, goes to another contending team because I just love to see Lance Stevenson play basketball. He's a great player. He's a fun player. Props to Lance Stevenson. Uh, next up, Isaiah Thomas. First off, he did sign with the Los Angeles Lakers, but they did release him, but he did play well enough for the Dallas Mavericks to sign him. I don't know if he's going to stay with the Dallas Mavericks for the rest of the year, Luka Doncic has been in, in and out of the lineup due to injury and COVID protocols. So, And Kristaps Porzingis did just recently enter the league's health and safety protocols. So they might keep Isaiah Thomas on the roster, but they did sign in Brandon Knight, like I said, who is a point guard, shooting guard, who does play defense. And Isaiah Thomas, even though he's such a dynamic offensive talent, he cannot play defense that well because he is under 5'9". And does not have a long wingspan or anything like that. So hopefully he does stay in the league because... Isaiah Thomas is a solid offensive talent. And, you know, like I said, it's good to just see these guys back in the NBA. Uh, Last but not least, Joe Johnson. 40-year-old Joe Johnson, former Big 3 MVP, two-time Big 3 MVP. And I believe he's a Big 3 champion. He's back in the league at 40 years old. He's only had one game where he scored two points. But I believe the Celtics will keep him around for a little longer because he's a very solid veteran presence in the locker room they really only have al horford in the locker room as a veteran presence they do have dennis schroeder but dennis schroeder isn't really he's a solid veteran but al horford has done things in this league as an all-star uh all all nba teams all defensive teams so that's a solid voice and joe johnson obviously is a former all-star iso joe one of the best iso players we've ever seen so it's good that he's there mentoring those young forwards and guards because that's going to help them a lot now with all that out of the way let's get into some injury news and players that are making a return from injury and just from and in Kyrie's case just a return from not playing Kyrie Irving is expected to make a season debut with the Brooklyn Nets this Wednesday versus the Indiana Pacers and personally I can't be more excited I'm not the biggest Kyrie Irving fan, uh, but I love this dude's game. Like, I don't. When I say I'm not the biggest Kyrie Irving fan, I'm not talking about his personality. I'm talking about, like, basketball wise. Like, he's not my top five players, like that I like watching. But he is so damn fun to watch. He can do anything with the basketball on the offensive end. He's so damn crafty with handling the ball. So, I'm just happy that bro's back in the on an nba squad and especially the brooklyn nets because they were fun to watch they were fun to watch i'm gonna say it they were fun to watch when they're all three of them were on the court together even though it was only like nine games last season that was some damn fun basketball being played by the brooklyn nets joe harris will soon make his return soon as well and the brooklyn nets will be a very dirty team be hard to beat so watch out for the brooklyn nets for sure kyrie irving Oh, but the thing with Kyrie Irving is he's only going to be playing road games for the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, no home games. So let's see how that works out. James Harden has been balling out as of recent. As of recent. So let's see how Kyrie Irving implements himself into the squad without taking away from Harden's scoring efficiency. Uh, Next up. Clay Thompson is expected to make his return to the Golden State Warriors after being out of the league for two years with an ACL injury. And then, I believe, an MCL injury. He's back. Yep, Clay's back, and he's expected to make his return this Sunday versus the Cavaliers. Obviously, the Warriors and Cavaliers have a lot of historic battles back in 2013 to 2016. I mean, 2014 to 2016 with LeBron, K Love, Kyrie Irving versus Draymond, Curry, and Clay, and then KD for the last um, couple years. So that's going to be an exciting game to watch. The Cavs are a very solid team this year. So that could be a pretty entertaining game. Klay Thompson most likely is not going to be the same Klay Thompson. He's still going to have his strap. We did see a couple nights ago that he hit 24 threes in, a, in practice. Uh, it was in practice or it was before the game it was either one. But he did hit 24 threes in a row. So obviously this guy still has a shot. That's not going to go away. But his defensive elusiveness and athletic ability is going to dwindle just a little bit just because he's been out for a little while but he's still going to be this uh, a legitimate piece and contributor to the golden state warriors and steve Kerr did say that he is not going to be benched clay thompson is in the starting lineup for the golden state warriors the golden state warriors i just my voice just cracked again uh next up lakers versus t Wolves. Lakers get ba- Lakers barely got past the T Wolves last night. Uh they have won three of their last four, but the T Wolves out rebounded the Lakers fifty-six to twenty-eight rebounds. And on the offensive boards, they got twenty and the Lakers only had four. This is just not gonna cut it for the Lakers. Uh they're sitting at nineteen and nineteen. They're one of the worst teams in the league, in my opinion. Even with LeBron James playing like he's 27 years old literally going like he took a time, went in a time machine and went back in time. This man is playing out of his mind. Russell Westbrook is just a turnover machine as of recent. He is, he is still playing solid basketball, but like I said, he's a turnover machine. And this is just so hard to say because Westbrook is my favorite player in the league. He has been for a long time. And it's just sad to see him turning the ball over like this. And I really hope that he'll turn over at the second half of the season. And I believe he really will because that's what he does. He usually doesn't have the best first half of the season and the second half of the season he just turns it up crazy so hopefully that happens the lakers do need to make some trades they need some more size in the paint and they do need some more perimeter defenders so hopefully the lakers do that soon because getting out getting out rebounded 56 to 28 is seriously bad and the lakers need to chop up with that chop up on that real quick and if i didn't say this yet josh giddy became the youngest player to ever record a triple double last night at 19 years old two months and seven days omelo was the previous record holder doing it in 19 years 10 months and seven days it was a loss against the mavs but he had 17 points 13 rebounds and 14 assists josh giddy the sixth pick in this year's draft is a very solid rebounding wing that can obviously facilitate the ball has a pretty solid shot which will develop into a nice shot and plays good defense. So the Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Thunder for sure got a steal in Josh Giddy, and they're going to get a lot of steals from years to come because they have so many damn draft picks. All right, next up, DeMar DeRozan became the first player in NBA history to hit game winners in back-to-back games since the start of the play-by-play era versus Washington and Indiana. The one in Indiana was off one leg yeah it was off one leg this man this man DeMar DeRozan is in his bag this year he's been in his bag all season and when he was not on the floor for the Chicago Bulls they were winning games but they weren't having the same impact on offense that they were when DeMar DeRozan was on the floor so DeMar DeRozan is for sure an MVP candidate he's one of the top 10 players in the league right now and anybody that wrote off DeMar DeRozan as a top elite talent is dumb because one this dude is now shooting threes the, the two-game winners he hit were threes. This man, DeMar DeRozan, has a three-point shot now, and that was the only thing knocking him before is that he does not have a consistent three-point shot. Now this man has a consistent three-point shot, and obviously his mid-range is godlike. So the, the Bulls are no team to be messed around with. They obviously, they've moved up in the power rankings at number five, at the, hitting the five spot. Lonzo Ball is one of the best four general point guards in the league, in my opinion. Zach, um, Zach Caruso, Alex Caruso... He's one of the league's best defending guards. He's pretty much a mini Draymond Green. He's averaging over 1.8 steals per game. So the Chicago Bulls are no joke. And you can't forget about Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. Their team is deep <laughs> and just has so much legit talent. Uh, next up, Jalen Brown dropped a 50-piece meal, which is which was his career high. Uh, posting the third 50-point game of the season overall, Steph had 50 and KD had 51. This game was versus the Maverick, the Magic. He also became the seventh Celtics to score 50 in a game. This man was balling out against the Magic, going past him. Uh, every time he got the ball, just blowing past the Magic. No one could stay in front of him. And if the Celtics keep playing like this, they're going to be a formidable opponent for anybody in the playoffs. Uh, next up, like I was saying, LeBron is the Lakers' only hope right now. He's averaging 20, 28.5 points, which is his highest points per game since 2018. 52.3 um, field goal percentage, which is his highest since 2018. 37.4 three-point percentage, which is his highest since 2014. 1.8 steals, which is his highest since 2012. And 1.1 blocks, which is his highest, highest since 2019. And the Lakers are sitting at 19-19 and 19 in the Western Conference. I believe that is the... Like ninth or tenth seed, it's the seventh seed. That was my bad, but the the Lakers just need to pick this up because they're just playing terrible basketball. In my opinion, they need to fire Frank Vogel. His rotations and switches are just terrible. And last but not least, the stat leaders: James Harden. This past week is averaging thirty-five points per game. Like I said, like I was saying earlier, this man is balling out. Uh, in their last three games played for Brooklyn, he's the, they're 1-2. He's one of the only four players to average over 34 points per game. The other two were Joel Embiid and John Morant and LeBron James. Uh, for rebounds, Clint Capella is averaging 18 rebounds per game. In three games played for Atlanta, which they're 1-2. Nikola Vucevic is the only other player to average more than 16 boards at 16.3 rebounds. And for assists, Bradley Beal is averaging 13.5. In his last two games played for Washington, which they're 1-1. One one. Harden was the only other player to average over 11 dimes at 12.7. Like I said, Harden's going off. just doing everything on the offensive end. For steals, Hamadou Diallo was averaging 5.0 steals in his last two games. Played for the Detroit Pistons, which they are 1-1 one one in. Focanto, Campazzo and Ogie Onanobi were the only other two players to average more than three steals per game at 3.5 each. And now for blocks, Robert Williams is averaging 3.7 blocks in his last three games played for boston which they are one and two in and herbert jones and jared albin jared albin jared allen were tied for second at 3.0 blocks per game and if i have not talked about herbert jones yet this man herbert jones is such a legit talent this just goes to show how deep this year's draft was i believe he was like the like in the 20th let me see when this dude was drafted when what pick but like i was saying he does everything on the defensive end he's very efficient on the offensive end so i really do hope that nba networks and see he was the 35th pick in the nba draft which is the fifth pick in the second round i really wish players would start talking about this dude more because he's a very legit player in the league player for the Dallas Mavericks not the Dallas Mavericks the New Orleans Pelicans and he's going to be a very solid player in this league for years to come and last but not least this is actually the real last but not least Ricky Rubio is out for the year with a torn ACL he was averaging 12.7 points 6.7 rebounds 6.8 assists before going down the Cavaliers I believe are the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference too so He was leading the backcourt with Darius Garland. They're the fifth seed, my bad, sitting at 21-16. He was leading the backcourt with Darius Garland. They're playing great basketball. So it's really sad to see him going down. I actually really enjoy Ricky Rubio's game. I really enjoy watching players with high IQs, and he is someone with a high IQ. He is a perfect point guard fit for any squad. He was obviously really helping out. The Cleveland Cavaliers before he went down, so the Cavaliers ended up trading for Rajon Rondo, sending Denzel Valentine to the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Lakers are most likely going to release Denzel Valentine because they don't really need him on their squad. But Rondo is going to replace uh, Rubio in the starting lineup, most likely. And this is dope to see Rondo actually getting playing time because on the Lakers, Frank Vogel was not playing, bro, at all. So with all that being said, that is the episode for today's podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all have a happy new year. Deuces.